Fuck you, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I do that in the last episode? I said, well, Sarah, I don't give a shit or something like that. I can't remember what it was in reference to. It could really be about anything. I just really don't give a shit. I also, like, we talked about the rating system uh, last time, and we were talking about it as if it were, like, carved in stone. Like, oh, well, we've already done it. Can't change it now. That's a total lie. I know. That was so funny. Uh, Should I start this? Yeah, let's do it. I was shaking my head as I was writing this. Just want everybody to know that. Welcome to the hottest ticket in town, Supernatural, You're So Stupid, the show where I talk about anything but Supernatural. (laughs) I'm melting, melting, oh what a world. (laughs) And this is my BS diploma that the wizard gave me, Sarah. (laughs) I'm insulted. I didn't know what to make you. I just I wanted to do the melting, melting thing. And I was like, well, Sarah has to be something from the Wizard of Oz. I almost made you Toto. (laughs) I could have been. I'm not going back. It's done. It's it's done. Much like our rating systems. It's in the books. It's written in stone. It's done. (laughs) It's done. I'm done with it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we only have four episodes left of season three. Holy crap. And then we get cast. Yay! I'm so happy. I uh, I I need him in my life. <laughs> shush, shush. He um, oh my god. He's gonna play Two Face in Gotham Knights. What is that? It's a new Batman thing. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> just just for uh, the reference of why this makes us laugh so much is I texted Sarah before we started recording that uh, she needed to stop me from talking about Batman so much <laughs> while we were recording. This is at, re- at least kind of related. I think Misha playing Two-Face is a good choice. It'll be fun to see. Yeah. And we're done. We're done. What are we watching, Sarah? We that has nothing are- to do with fucking batman all right we're watching episode 13 lucky 13 of season three it's ghost facers exclamation point uh oh shoot my thing went away no come back uh sam and dean stumble into starring roles on a gritty reality show called ghost facers which chronicles the pursuit of the paranormal why is that how they introduce it I don't, listen, Netflix has some problems. <laughs> Sam and Dean stumble upon these two morons yet again. <laughs> <laughs> Better summary. <laughs> uh, this uh, this episode aired April 24th, 2008. So this would have been after the writer's strike because Justin Bellow uh, premiered in February. Mm-hmm. And now have a shortened season. All right. Uh, the director is Phil Shagrisa. Again, he Phil Shagrisa. He um he directed the last one too. Oh okay. Yeah. And then oh the writer's Ben Adlin. No wonder this is a 
good episode. Sagrisha Edlin, we we got we got them in. All right, and the what the fuck IMDb? <laughs> no no no, the IMDb rating is seven point six. That's is the that, correct face to have. Is that the lowest score we've ever had? <sighs> who cur- who creates these IMDb scores? And um, I just want to have a talk. I just want to talk. I just want to. I just want to talk. I just want to talk. I don't know. Let me go back. Let me see what Bugs is like. One of the most hated episodes of Supernatural. It got a six point eight. Okay. So. I don't know why. But why is it so low? I have no idea. Everybody loves this. Everybody loves this. Is the return of Ed and Harry from uh, the episode? Was it Tall Tales? Yeah, Tall Tales. No, Mm-mm, it wasn't Tall Tales. That was the trickster. I don't remember one where they were in Texas and it had something to do with Blue Oyster Cult. It yeah. didn't, but it was the they one were involved where they basically were creating a ghost. Yeah, thought. And we had Ed and Harry, and then the return of Ed and Harry. Now they're the ghost facers. Ghost facers. Ghost facers. And um, and we were calling, we were already calling them ghost facers when they were just Ed and Harry. It's <laughs> true. Two morons. God, what was that episode called? I could look it up. I just had it. Hell House. All right. Fine. I'm fine with all of that. Let's watch it. I have to get it queued up. Look, a young Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, let's talk about Marvel Cinematic Universe instead. Ed Zedmore. I forgot that he had a last name. I mean, obviously they have last names. I can't handle that bow tie that he's sporting there. Oh. We're just bringing up the writer strike. Ghost faces. (laughs) That's my favorite part. We're in the kitchen when the kitchen gets hot. <laughs> what? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot. They get to swear in this episode. They do. They get to swear as they they would in real life. Because mm-hmm. obviously, God, they're so stupid. I love them. <laughs> oh my god! Are they walking in slow? <laughs> they are. That car whizzing by was just. Perfect timing. Thank you for that. Can I just say that um, the actor that played Ed, he's like super jacked now. He's Is like he... an MMA fighter or something. He's like, yeah. Which is weird when you look back at this. Yeah. <laughs> and we never look at this person and be like, you know what? They're going to be just absolutely ripped. Corporate. <laughs> just the sweetest the sweetest thing he is why can't i think of his name he's he's on uh schitt's creek oh is he yeah he's the love interest of the the daughter oh why can't i think of why can't i think of anybody's name on that show (laughs) alexis alexis and what's her fucking boyfriend's name it's in there he's a veterinarian Remember what he does I know what you're talking about, but I can't like I can't even think of what he looked like. I mean he looked like that. <laughs> this was like several years ago. <laughs> How much did you think he changed? You can change in years. You can change in years. <laughs> Listen, I can't do the math. I don't know how long it's been. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love you so much, Sarah. He was like, oh, I'm not taking notes again. God damn it. Is his name Ted? Yes. Ted. He looks different in this picture. I don't know. I thought that different. Oh, jeez. I recognized him. <laughs> you know, them twinks need their bears. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Your dad looks like Santa Claus. Yeah, his dad looks old. <laughs> the hand motions were necessary to illustrate his points. <laughs> For a second, it looked like they weren't even trying to get in. It looked like they were just running around the house. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. Why is he in camo? He's just trying his best. <laughs> he is. All right. Harry, are you alive? Turn the knob. <laughs> open the door. It's just a rat, dude. <laughs> what a dick. Oh, I like that his name is Spruce and not just, like, Bruce. Nope, Spruce. Maybe it's his last name? Because Corbett's his last name. That can't be his first name. That's true. <laughs> the only time they get to swear. <laughs> the pressure's down? I think she said temperature. Oh, the subtitle said pressure. Oh, I don't know. I could be wrong. That doesn't make any sense. I like that he doesn't say anything. He just raises his flashlight to yeah. just shine it at him. <laughs> He's like, fuck you. <laughs> some of us did our homework before we came here. Yeah, some of us are idiots. I mean, that's debatable. I didn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because... They are from Texas. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because they're actually from Texas. I think they might have done that on purpose. I was like, what's going on? No, you weren't. You were pissing your pants. Yeah. How and why did he get away from us so quickly? Yeah, when did he go up there? He was just right here. Literally. Did you just hit him? Kind of looked like <laughs> I think he kind of shoved him. All right. <laughs> They're such babies. I love them. <laughs> you know, that's exactly what that fight is. Oh, you wanted to go there? <laughs> I love that they threw a romantic subplot in this I episode know. for no reason. <laughs> I don't think they ever have Death Echoes ever again on this show. They do not. It's well, neat. It's a neat idea. I like it. Well, and it's funny because in actual ghost hunting, they call them residual hunts. So I like that they took something that actually comes from actual ghost hunting and made it their own. In actual ghost hunting. I'm not saying ghost hunting is real. I'm just saying it's a thing that actually exists in the real world. There are shows about ghost hunting. This is literally why this episode exists. I take I take those people about as seriously as I take these guys. <laughs> Just for the record. <laughs> that eye line doesn't make sense. Yeah, because she's shorter. Yeah, and he's literally six feet tall. Well, yeah, yeah, he's looking straight into the camera. Yeah. Yeah. So she'd be, like, holding it up, and he's just going to look in the camera. <laughs> Will you get away from me? <laughs> yeah. That's what that face was. 
<laughs> it's better than dying. That's true. <laughs> no, it was uh, it was uh, uh, Game Grumps. They did a ten minute power hour, and they they ate the worst MREs, the worst rated tasting MREs, yeah. and that's what Dan said because it was like eggs or something, and it was like no. And that's what he, he looks and he goes, he goes, well, it tastes better than dying. <laughs> Dean is just thir- like half a second away from punching somebody this entire episode. <laughs> and Dean suddenly adopted a bunch of kids he did not want. Yeah. Ew. I just love the way he said that. Ew. He did. That was great. Sam, I'm going to need you to fix your hair. Why? Why would you? Oh, jeez. See? <laughs> look at His eye line is totally different than it was when he was talking to her before. Yeah. He was looking down. Yeah. I just don't understand why you would go off by yourself at this point. I... Nobody said these people are smart. He's huge. How'd we lose him? Right. I don't know why he thinks that'll help. Because you gotta, you gotta have him yelling... Sam, at least once in that episode. See, he can look into the camera because he's short. This is, well, he's not even looking in the camera. Is now really the time for this, guys? <laughs> I mean, your friend and this guy that you frankly don't know <laughs> could die. That line, would be, that line would be funnier if he has more than one sister. <laughs> <laughs> again, again with these children, I did not ask for. <laughs> <laughs> They're both like, fuck you, Spruce. <laughs> the subtitles just say squish. It was a very squishy sound. Aw, Corbett. Poor sweet little baby. <laughs> I know. Dean, your children need to be observed. <laughs> <laughs> at a party at? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Ruskies, how old are you, Dean? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Who the fuck do you think closed the door? Who the fuck do you think has been doing all this shit? I don't need to be this close to you guys' faces. They're way too close. Because <laughs> uh, I really just believe that the Winchesters swear about as much as I do. <laughs> Which is a lot. <laughs> all the time. Ugh. I didn't need to see that. Just singing their theme song. It makes them feel better. I'm not asking what my adoptive children are doing. I like that you've just built this narrative. I love it. It's because Dean in general has amassed a small army of children. Straight people. <laughs> I don't know how I forgot about that line. <laughs> Could you be a little more, I don't know. Yeah, not even like expressive. behind you, just uh, guys. Yeah. Guys. That's that one guy. I think he comes back as something completely different than a ghost. He's <laughs> <laughs> a very familiar looking face. How is Spruce not, like, in the same amount of pain they are. Man's a tank. I don't know. 
dramatic B-roll. <laughs> I was just thinking, they put a big old yellow filter on these shots. And by they, we mean the ghost facers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Teen's face. If you think about the logistics of it, Spruce had to go out before everybody else. And either they were aware, and he was like, hold up, guys, I want to get this shot. Or he just snuck out before the rest of them. Exactly one. Just one. It sure can. <laughs> the ethos of Supernatural. <laughs> I guess so used to seeing him as Ted, that seeing him as like little baby face Corbett is weird. <laughs> <laughs> kind of does, yeah. Spruce <laughs> likes to keep it real. They're only now doing the opening credits. I was just thinking that they waited till the end to do the credits. This is one of my favorite things ever. I think Sam's wearing that shirt you really like. So I mean that sarcastically. Is he? Sure is. That is that. That is my favorite shirt. Facer haters. They're so stupid. Why did he full on run into him? <laughs> Wait a minute. Sometimes they're really smart. Only sometimes. Ghostfaces. <laughs> I can't with that line. Stay in the kitchen when the kitchen gets hot. <laughs> what? What are you saying? What is even happening? If you get that toy stuck into the oven, I'm not digging it out for you. <laughs> and on that note... On your phone reading fucking fanfic. I'm on Instagram, first of all. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I say that like I I say that like I didn't spend a good portion of yesterday reading fanfic. <laughs> Which um I did. I did do that. Alright. Enough of that. Hey, <laughs> you know what? At least it wasn't Batman. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> why did I write this? Because you wanted to. I did. All right. Jonah Hill holds the record for the most f bombs dropped by a single actor. Samuel L. Jackson is plotting his revenge as we speak. Is that a real fact? It is. Why do you know that? I don't know. <laughs> I think the Wolf of Wall Street pushed him over. I think he he says fuck the most times in that movie. And that movie, like, I think that movie might hold the record for the most in any movie. <laughs> so. I heard it and then, like, yeah, I remembered it because, yeah, you'd think Samuel L. motherfucking Jackson. <laughs> uh, all right. Summary for what are we watching? Ghost Facers. Ghost Facers. <sighs> All right. I actually wrote a summary this time. I took notes this time. Are you proud of me? I'm very proud of you. Hey. All right. I'm always proud of you. Aw. That's sweet. All right. Back to our bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Summary for Ghost Facers. Uh, super slow mo. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. 
just the perfection of him slowly looking at his watch with that car zooming past him in the background. The watch that I'm pretty sure he didn't have on his wrist. <laughs> no, he didn't, but it was everything about that was perfect. Uh, oh my god. This twink has it bad. <laughs> you didn't tell me that Corbin ain't a twink? No. Uh, okay. This was a personal gripe that I had to write down. Dean, that radio is way too loud to be covert. Oh my god, I was thinking the same thing. It was blaring. And I'm like, you're trying to sneak up on this house. Right? You're clearly trying to be, like, low-key, and yet several yards away, these people can perfectly hear what you're playing in your car? No. (laughs) No. Uh, and we'll, I don't know, we'll talk about what song it was. I forget what the band is, but it was, uh, I don't know. I'll look it up later. I do like that song. All right. Uh, oh, fuck me. Oh. This this is the first time Dean gets to swear. And that's what he decided on. I assume. Because it went, beep me. uh, Fuck me. Yeah. But, yeah, I just, I appreciate that, because the boys swear. Dean swears. <laughs> he cannot, it's canon. You cannot convince me otherwise. Um, all right. Oh, an extra for Mad Men. That was that first death. Oh, echo. the first guy, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but the second I saw him, that was the first thing that popped in my head. All right. Um, did the ghost facers mic the boys? Because you could hear them pretty clearly when they were standing pretty far away from anybody. The, yeah, I, they didn't, though, because they had put up the subtitles as though the microphones were just picking them up, and they were... It was it was still too clear. <laughs> the, you're right. You're not I wrong. I just wrote Sam with exclamation points. Oh, Sam? Sam? Oh, God. Uh, My best sister. (laughs) It's his best sister, Sarah. His best one. His best one. It makes it funny that there's only one. I know you said it would be funnier if he had more than one, but it's funny that he only has one. I do sometimes tell my mom that I'm her favorite child. (laughs) (laughs) For those of you who don't, No, I am an only child. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Um, Oh, Pover Corbett. Mm. When he died. Mm. Oh, poor poor Corbett. For people who don't understand French. (laughs) I didn't even track it because I understood it. I know. I didn't think about it. And you say it all the time? Anyway. You still throw out some French phrases sometimes. That put in that college education. Work, I mean, it's I been guess. more than ten years. <laughs> All right. Oh, party hat. Oh yeah. Well, it's funny. It it's funny because when you're watching, when like me with the subtitles, it just said snap. So I thought he like did something to Sam. Oh yeah. And then he stepped away, and that's why I was like, I was expecting something gruesome, and it was just a party hat. I know. I mean, that's what you're supposed to get. You're supposed to be like, oh no, because he just killed Corbett and now he's coming for Sam. Nope, just a party. <laughs> Inside your duffel bag? <laughs> Inside the salt, you morons! 
<laughs> oh my god. I love how they just stand there looking at each other confused for a second, too. Because they were both like, that doesn't make sense, but I'm also kind of afraid to ask. I know, like, they both interpreted it that way, too. <laughs> anyway. Uh, oh, is it cancer? <laughs> I don't know why, but Spruce is just, like, deadpan, is it cancer, after he asks him what's going on with Dean. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, though. I know, but it's just... And then he's just, shut up. <laughs> Dean just 100% done this whole episode. I love it. All right. Uh, the rest of these are just quotes from the episode, apparently. Uh, you gotta go be gay for that poor dead intern. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. oh, Dean's face on the way out when they were walking out. And he just, okay. like... The biggest eye roll. Yeah. <laughs> Facer haters. <laughs> and my favorite thing to put one of my favorite things to point out about Supernatural, Dean, the mechanical engineer. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he does some truly impressive things throughout the entire run of the show. He's and he's an electromagnet. <laughs> nobody ever is like, holy shit, you can do that. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, obviously he just built an electromagnet in his spare time. Why not? Uh, we'll keep we'll keep track of it. Don't worry. So. <laughs> All right, our ratings for Ghost Facers. We like this episode, if you can tell. Yeah. It was great. It was good fun. I'm excited. All right. Uh, my overall... Oh, Sarah changed her overall. Did. She did have it at a 9. Now it's at a 10. So Sarah and I both gave it... Tens across the board. Love it. All right. Uh, Monster of the Week was eight, mostly because it was just a ghost, but we gave it, we rated it high because it was an interesting twist on it. Uh, supporting cast, 10. They were all amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, writing was a 10 uh, because, like I said, like there's so many quotable lines from this yeah. episode. It's great. I didn't even mention the stupid one at the end. Gay love can pierce through the veil of death to save the day. <laughs> <laughs> so writing gets a ton, obviously. Thank you, Mr. Edlund. Uh, cinematography was only a nine. We did like that it it legit looks like one of those shows. Those ghost hunting shows. Mm -hmm. That was All right. The feels of the laughs, ten. Obviously. Obviously. But also, well, we'll talk about it. Or we'll forget. I'll it's figure it out when I edit. Uh, and uh, the main cast, Sam and Dean, they were both really on point. Uh, <laughs> so they get 10. And because I had such a good time tonight, I gave it my extra five points. Because I had to. Which puts Ghost Facers... <laughs> At the top of our list for oh, season three with 82 out of a possible 80. That's actually our highest rated episode thus far. Oh, God. All right, Sarah. What did, what did you think? It was really good. It was like, I remember this episode. It is definitely an episode that you watch multiple times and or you just remember because it's so... 
it's so funny and it's up to this point different than anything they've ever done this is the first time we do like the alternate view into the world of the winchesters unless i'm forgetting something no this is the first time that they've really done like a full episode i think we've kind of been like we're watching like a news story before but those are just like very quick flashes but yeah this is like a whole different way of shooting the entire episode yeah and like i wrote i have like two notes and they're not like criticisms at all of well one kind of is but like there's nothing about it that i was i was upset about and i'm i was sitting there the whole time going why did why does it have such a low rating? Why? And I think the, whoever gave the rating, however they're aggregating the rating, it's coming from people who don't understand that it's making fun of itself. Because if you were to look at this from like, this is supposed to be somewhat serious, the acting's not great. But they're not supposed to be actors. You know no. what I mean? Like some of the stuff in there, I'm like, wow, that was really terrible. But it's supposed to be that way. Yeah, like that whole ending monologue that Ed and Harry had. It's terrible. It's awful. But it's supposed to be. They're idiots. Yeah. (laughs) And they wrote this themselves. Yeah. I, you said that and I was like, let's see if I can pull up some reviews. Let's see if I can pull up anything. (laughs) But I mean, like, that's the only thing I could think of that would give it such a low rating. And especially because we're both in the fandom. Yeah. Like, because it's different. Watching a show is different than being in in the fandom of a show. And I mean, if these are coming, especially since I think up to this point, like one of the most famous found footage things was the Blair Witch Project. Two of the first one, first. Uh, reviews reviews thing it's written right there <laughs> two of the first reviews uh reference Blair Witch in their title one gave it a six and one gave it a ten I guess this you ever first guy out. gave this first guy gave it a fucking four the hell is wrong with you <laughs> well and just being in the fandom like this like everybody loves Ed and Harry everybody loves the ghost facers like to the point where they're like yes we want them back and it's it's because of this episode. Yeah. Like. Because, I mean, it's making fun of itself. Not to, Like, the episode's not taking itself super seriously. And yet it still pulls off those more serious moments. And it's making fun of ghost hunting shows. I'm just watching you read this review. Well, fuck you, Claudio <laughs> Carvalho. <laughs> He says a lot of stuff that isn't a review. It's basically just a rundown of the episode. Okay. I don't know. Um, you didn't have to explain the episode to us. Thanks. Um, is that, But his actual review is as after the wonderful Justin Bellow, this silly episode a la, I hate that he said that, a la Blair Witch Project is a great deception and certainly the worst show of the great third season of Supernatural. We were just talking about how much we hated this season. It's not done. Um, 
I, I do not know the intention of the producers in releasing such a disconnected cold bath, his quotation marks, in the climax of the season, my vote is for. A, this isn't the climax of the season. B, they always have a funny episode a couple shows before the finale. Yeah. Well, there's and T, always... fuck you. Well, and there's, I mean, they've been pretty consistent. I mean, this is only season three, but they do have more, like, they have, like, tall tales. They have funnier episodes in their seasons, just in general. Well, we just watched it. Maybe. I think these reviews are coming from bingers. I was go- I was just thinking it might make more sense that it feels weird if you're literally watching it episode after episode after episode. We had a week or two in between, so there's yeah. a little bit more space. But if you're just watching the whole season in like two days or whatever, yeah, it's probably going to feel a little weird. Because there's another one that references that Justin Bellow... Be, being good, they liked Jess and Bello, and then being followed with this. This one just says, definitely the worst thing about Supernatural. Couldn't watch the whole whole thing. Such cringe. Ugh. One. Well, again, it's because people are are taking it too seriously. It's not supposed to be... It's just supposed to be fun. See, this, this guy, too. Or girl. Says Emma Marie. <laughs> uh, this is a one... This is a one star. It says, don't waste the 41 minutes. Currently binge watching the show, and I really like it. This episode is awful. I kept on hoping it would get better, but it didn't. I wish I had skipped it. This one says, feel free to skip this one. Worse than the Christmas special? Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) And that's really interesting, because we're both both watching this as people within the fandom. These are clearly people just getting into the show. Maybe that's it, because, like, yeah, in the fandom, this episode is iconic. It gets quoted all the frickin' time. Um, Like I said, people love Ed and Harry. AJ and Travis come to cons all the time, because people love them. Yeah, and if Um, you think of it, when it aired, there was a two-month span. Yeah. So it's only going to seem disconnected if you're binging it. I I used to think the binge watchers were okay, but now <laughs> I, I don't know. I think I've lost all faith in the bingers. Uh, I that comment made me have to go back and look at what the rating was for the Christmas episode. Eight point six, not great, but wasn't seven. All right, all right. I think we cracked that code, but I mean, but. I don't. I mean, so it's just a good sad. No, <laughs> it's a good episode. They even do a little bit of keeping in the theme of like they did a good job of reminding us, like Dean's still going to hell, and they even put a timeline on it. You've got two months, yeah, which they hadn't really put much of a timeline up to this point. Um, yeah, I kind of I did I forgot, but I kind of like that they referenced the writer's strike. So like right there, you know, this is going to be a different kind of episode. But that's the other thing, is bingers, and especially much younger bingers, are going to know that the writer's strike happened. They're not going to know anything about it. Right, they're not going to understand the context. The context between, be, around what happened 
at this time. Like, we remember it. And even yeah. if we didn't remember it, yeah, if we didn't remember it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I was so happy and upset. I shouldn't have read those reviews. I was going to say mm, yeah. about the binge watchers, I just watched, um, I just watched, it was Matt Pat. <laughs> it was Matt Pat. Um, he was talking about, because um, Netflix had this big thing where they lost a bunch of subscri- subscribers. They so lost for done. like for the, yeah. <laughs> or they got lower than. Um, they, they, didn't, they didn't meet their expected, um, their projected yeah. numbers. Which is bullshit and everything. But what he was talking about was why it's like that and how to fix it. And that was one of his um, points was talking about binge watching television shows and not like not necessarily like supernatural ones that they've bought from other media. Mm -hmm. The ones that are the television shows that are produced by Netflix. Mm -hmm. And he said that as much as like because I remember being kind of like, oh, that sucks. Because Netflix did try to do that where they released, the, they slow released the episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think they do that anymore. All of their content, they just put the whole season on there and you can binge it. And that's what Matt Pat said. He goes, that's a detriment because people are consuming, when you binge watch something, you're consuming it like junk food. Mm-hmm. You're not going to remember it as much as when you watch it like weekly because you've got that time now between episodes to actually like really think about it. Yeah. Well, and it creates these peaks like Bridgerton. I binge watched the most recent season in a day and I was obsessed with talking about it and, you know, all the things for like a week. And so now I have to wait a year basically, for them to put out the next season. And am I going to care about it in a year? Probably. But some people might not. And with the, um, like, timeline of traditional television, you had the weeks, so you're spreading it out longer, and you're giving yourself more time to produce more shows the next season. You know what I mean? So, like, there's not that gap that creates that lack of interest. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what, of course, he's Matt Pat, so he had data and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, apparently, there was they did a study on this, and they said, what was it? Um, I don't remember, but I remember like they they tested people watching an episode a day, mm-hmm. an episode a week, and just binge watching the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And binge watching people enjoyed the same thing in general it w- their enjoyment was less than if they were watching it one a day or one a week hmm. i think one a day was the highest i can't remember one of them was the highest but they were both of them having that delay both of them were above just watching it all at once and i i yeah i've i've kind of thought that because some people will like i remember like the height of super hulak and having all this fandom stuff and i'm not i and i was like thinking about it i was like i'm not really in fandoms anymore a lot of the fandoms i'm still in are like this they're fandoms that i've been in for a long time and i will probably continue until the day of my death but (laughs) (laughs) but i haven't like acquired any new ones but that doesn't i like i have been watching television and stuff Mm -hmm. i've 
watched Netflix shows. And I was like, what is, and that's the difference is because now I'm binge watching an entire season of something. And I don't, I like my encyclopedic knowledge of Supernatural, even what, like The Witcher, I watched season two. And luckily I had watched season one before that because so much shit happened in season one that I completely fucking forgot about because I watched it all in one go. And I really like that show. But yeah, it's, it's. So maybe that's why it got a low rating. I'm and I, still just on the low rating. <laughs> well, and everyone's trying to keep up with this this quick consu- con- consumption it's of the junk media. Food. So okay. they're just they're feeding you, and you're consuming it fast. So it's just catch twenty two. You're not creating that interest anymore it's because you're just trying to get it all out as fast as possible. It's the McDonald's of media. Yeah. Um. Oh, I thought of something to say and I completely fucking forgot. Oh, when you're talking about like garnering interest, that was um go watch Matt Pat's video. He made a video on what Netflix mm-hmm. should do to save itself. Um the game or no, that would be the film theorist. The film theorist. I don't know. Game theorist, film theorist, food theorist, whatever channel it's on. Um I love his channel. Go watch it. Um, but he that's what he said was one of the detriments um, because I remember I didn't watch it, but I remember for like a week, everybody was talking about Squid Game. Yeah. And that's what and that's what he said. He's like, I made a video on Squid Game. I made one video. And then that's what he said. He goes, I made five videos on WandaVision alone. Mm-hmm. because they slow released them well and that's he what had time to yeah he had he had the time to build the theories like what's going to happen in the next episode we don't know yet i mean yeah. it's in it's it's interesting to see this show from what or what are we in 2008 yeah, yeah. being consumed by 2022 viewers who are binging it and not seeing it in the social context in the release context and just giving this episode that is a classic among the people who watched it when the show was on air and saying this is a terrible episode because they aren't understanding how it was released so it's it's interesting to see our insta consumption you know viewers seeing shows that were not meant for that kind of consumption yeah Yeah. i was trying to tie it back i know (laughs) I didn't care if it tied back. We just talk, Sarah. We just talk. We just sit here and we talk. Sometimes it's about Supernatural. Sometimes it's not. <laughs> sometimes it's about Batman. Um, I, I like that trying to keep me from talking about Batman. We've brought it up like 50 times now. Um, the only other they note I, I had was about Corbett. And I will say that I was kind of worried... Because I knew he was gay, and I, I remembered he had a crush on Ed. And I was kind of worried that it wasn't going to age well. And in reality, this is probably the best like gay character they've done ever so far, <laughs> and maybe ever. Because they, appro- they aren't making fun of him. They aren't approaching it as a joke. I the- mean, they are, but they're making fun of what a goober he is. <laughs> right. The joke isn't that he's gay and... Like, if he had been a female character, they, the jokes that they were making would still make sense. Like, oh, it's yeah. so funny, he's got a crush on Ed. 
or she, you know, if, she, if it was a female, she has a crush on Ed, and Ed's just clueless about it. So it actually it aged pretty well. I was pleasantly surprised because I re- I was thinking well knowing that this was the next one. I'm like, oh man, I hope this is still good because I remember liking this, and I was really kind of worried because it's supernatural. I don't know how, but I really kind of forgot about Corbett until I saw him on screen and everything just flooded into my head. I was like, oh shit, Corbett! <laughs> <laughs> I also keep wanting to say Corbin, like Corbin Blue, and that's not his yeah. name, Corbett. I'm I'm positive that I've pronounced it Corbin a couple of times already. But yeah, he um Alan. Alan. <laughs> Which he has never called. I like he said his name Alan at the end and they literally put up on his character screen Alan J. Corbett when they were doing the introductions. I wasn't watching that shit. I know. I think I'm actually watching the show. <laughs> But yeah, and more to your point of them actually executing this really well is that, like, there are these two lines, the one that I wrote down, the you gotta be go be gay for that poor dead intern. Again, yeah, the joke isn't that he's gay. The joke is that he says it like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the that ending line that, um, or one of the ending lines uh, that Ed says that, um, gay love can pierce through the veil of death and save the day like it's not making being gay the joke Mm -hmm. but it's still a hilarious line yeah exactly so i was happy to see that but um also because i knew that they had those lines the other great thing is that when he does go be gay for that poor dead intern it's very we were both surprised we were talking about that when we were reading we were surprised at how absolutely sincere both of these guys were yeah like, in doing uh, that scene aj's like crying aj who plays ed he's crying and you and like you feel sincere he may not say mean i romantically love you but he says i love you corbett and it's like i love you you're a, clo- a good friend to me love you and it's yeah. an, and but like he's being very sincere. He's not feeling uncomfortable saying these things. Like it if it had been it it's just really well done and it's absolutely up to the it, because of those two actors. But yeah, I remember I, when we were watching it, I was just like I'm feeling real emotional right now. He's he's crying. I'm going to cry. I know. I think um and I I mean, sometimes they do it better sometimes than others, but I think there is a sweet spot that Supernatural can really hit, especially when it does like their pure comedy episodes of like meshing this. I think that's what we liked about the Christmas episode, too. It meshes. It's really scary. Like, it's really gross. Like, when you go down and you like you see this guy and his birthday party. Corbett, Corbett dying is brutal. Squish? Ew. <laughs> like <laughs> the fact that it just says squish on the subtitles, yeah. I mean that was the sound. <laughs> but like it has it's it is scary. It is hilarious. Yeah. And it is sincere. Like somehow they are towing all of these lines and balancing it all really well. Yeah. And I I those are always my favorite episodes of Supernatural. Those are the best episodes of Supernatural. As you're saying, the Christmas episode is one of them because on the one hand, you've got these two elderly people saying, we say fudge in this house. Meanwhile, you have the terrifying scene of that the legs going up the stairs of that little boy 
Oh and god. Dragging down the parrot. That is terrifying. That is like a perfect horror scene. It would beginning to end that scene was immaculate. And, and they have other episodes like that where they they just do it all right and if they had been able to keep not that level cuz then it would have been a little bit too much I think yeah. for every episode but if they had been able to maybe hit that sweet spot a, a little bit more I think they do. I think I'm thinking of probably episodes that you didn't even fucking see because you stopped watching at that point. Um, <laughs> but to your point, yeah, I like I like the funny episodes, but like, yeah, it's a horror show. Like, yeah. it can't all be funny episodes. I wouldn't want it all to be funny episodes. Yeah. Um, like, I we really liked the last episode, you know, and that was, you know, terrifying. <laughs> it was terrifying. <laughs> Especially to Sarah, who didn't remember. Um, Yeah, I think it is that balance, though, because, yeah, it's still supernatural. It's still scary. That just made me have a thought. I will say, it's an odd episode to come back on when you've had the cliffhanger of Lilith in the last episode. I will put that out there. Because we we always skip the recap, so I have no idea if it was even mentioned in the recap. But the last last episode was the huge reveal of Lilith and all of that. And then you do come to this episode where it's not even touched. So I, I will put that out there. That doesn't detract from the episode at all. But I will can give that concession of like, yeah, you we didn't address the major cliffhanger that we were waiting two months for. <laughs> well, and I think I think Supernatural actually does that a lot where they temper these really heavy episodes with like, okay, we've given you this, we're down in the dumps, let's lighten it up a little bit, guys. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, then we can kind of move forward with the overarching plot. Yeah. Um, and the good ones, like you said, this one does mention that Deem's, Deem? Deem's on a timeline. Yeah. You know, it, it, still, it still ties in with you know, with everything that's going on. It's not completely detached. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're, yeah. Well, like I said, this so fun. it's one of the few episodes that I would actively go back and watch just if I wanted to watch something. I'm like, you know what? I'll watch this episode of Supernatural. <laughs> Hi. I had something and... I don't. I don't yeah. have anything else. I mean... Well, I mean, we have other stuff to talk about. We can talk about women. How did you like Maggie? Woman and one, one woman. woman. I mean, she... <laughs> Obviously, there's only one female character, so it doesn't pass the Bechdel test, but she was pretty good. I mean, you could make the argument that she was just there for the weird sub- romance subplot. But I like that she's also like Ed's sister. <laughs> yeah, like she's like she's not just there to be the girl. Like she's Ed's sister, and she's kind of interested in what Ed's doing. But she's also kind of like Ed's kind of a moron. <laughs> I do would've... like though when you talk about that about how she's just there to be like the mm-hmm. the or like she's not, but how she could just be there to be the love interest for Harry. Um, is when they when they're talking when they're afraid that they're gonna die there in the circle of salt, and and Ed is like, yes, you can bang my sister, and she hits him, cause yes, hit yeah. him. What the fuck does he think he's doing? Um, and it, 
it just it just shows her being a person she is her like yes she there is this cute little romantic subplot but she is still her own person she's not just there for that yeah she's um a different it would have been one thing if she didn't have much more character than just being the girl that harry kissed you know what i mean like yeah She's more of a character just in the way that they wrote her. And actually, Corvette's role would be much more traditionally suited for a female character. Because he's he has a crush on one of the other characters and then he dies. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, it, yeah. if it had been a female character, that would have been a... We would have been sitting here saying she was just a two-dimensional character that didn't really do much. Ben Edlund. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we, I mean... We stand Ben Edlund, man. He's good. It was one of it's one of the one times that I'm not like mad at how they handled their female character. Yeah, especially when they just have the one. Yeah, <laughs> one woman. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I really like that, and she had that cute little. Um, even though I was focused on where Dean's eyeline was for that, <laughs> she had that cute little back and forth with Dean about how he's like, "Why are you still filming this?" And she and she just kind of quietly admits, like, uh, yeah, it kind of makes me feel better. And like, and you know what? I I get it. Like, this is terrifying. Looking at it and trying to do this is giving her something to do, something else other than the terrifyingness to focus on. Well, it's like putting a little bit of separation between the reality and you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I get it, and like. And yeah, she becomes super sympathetic in just this very short little exchange. And yeah, one of Dean's children <laughs> adopted. Well, children. and I like that. I think she's the one, like asking questions, and and Dean kind of brushes it off. And Sam's like, "I'll basically explains." I don't remember what he's explaining, but Sam takes the time to explain, like, "This is why it is the way it is." Because Dean is 100% done with all of this. He was done the minute he walked in there. (laughs) Oh, God. So funny. But at the same, like, he's done with them, but he's still, you know, he's still Dean. He's still like, I have to try and keep these fucking morons safe. (laughs) When he's yelling at them when they're just running off, like, yeah, stay with the frack. Like, (laughs) yeah. Love it. Love it. All right. Um, yeah, Maggie was cute. She seemed like a fully formed character. And and I liked the little romantic subplot. They didn't need it, but it was it was kind of cute. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. <laughs> yeah. And you buy it. Like, it's not just in there to be in there. It's clear that they hang out and, like, yeah. they're friends and, like, oh, maybe we like each other a little bit more. You know? Yeah. They don't show all of that, but you get the feel, like... You know, that's what happens because this this group of people just like you just imagine that that's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I like. All right. Then we have music. We've talked for a long time. (laughs) I just want to say that um, one of the is he singing in that? Hmm. Ben Edlund, the writer, also helped sing. The Ghost Facers theme. I just assumed it was actually the t- Ed and Harry, those actors. It was Christopher Leonard's Leonard's with a Z at the end. Um, and Ben, ben Edlund. Good for them. See in the kitchen when the kitchen gets hot. 
ghost faces. We face the ghosts. <laughs> Whoever wrote this wiki is a, the amazing piece that opens the episode of Ghost Facers. <laughs> amazing. Classic. Iconic. It, it is. Um, yeah. I... This probably isn't the time, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. They were so iconic that they... um, This is the other reason why I can't believe that rating. The fans liked this episode. They liked the Ghost Facers so much that Supernat... That they wrote, like, mini webisodes. Yep, yep. I remember those. That were the Ghost Facers. And Castiel showed up in in, them. Adorable. Looking... He also looked very done with them. Is that the one where they're like, oh my god, he's like, no, my name's Castiel. Yeah, I was like, no, I was Castiel. <laughs> but yeah, like, people liked it so much that they were like, all right, let's let's do something with this. And they couldn't think of a way to fit it in the show, so they just were like, all right, this is happening, happening separate of the story that we're trying to tell over here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, the... The song that Dean is playing too fucking loud <laughs> at the beginning of the episode is uh, the song We're an American Band by Grand Funk Railroad, which is actually a song I like. But again, too loud, Dean. Too loud. Too loud. <laughs> All right. And then the last song is um, It's My Party by Leslie Gore. That's That plays at the uh, birthday party. In heavy quotation marks. Uh, yeah <laughs> so Is, some iconic iconic music would you consider all the music in this diegetic when it's all in because the the hocus pocus song is the background music that they probably put in editing of the tape they're watching so would you consider that diegetic did they i'm thinking that I'm thinking that it was just the music that that guy was playing. Honestly, I think that was supposed. I think that was meant to be diegetic. The it's my party. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the weird thing where diegetic and non-diegetic kind of get muddy. Is that I do think that it's music that they would have added to their like demo reel, their Ghost Facers demo right, reel. Right. That's what I'm saying. Kind of like all the music in this episode was diegetic because the boys are literally watching this episode yeah, with us. That's what I'm saying. I just found, yeah. I was just, I just think that's really fun. Hey, editing Kylie here. Uh, this episode is running kind of long, uh, so this uh, section is going to be kind of choppy, mostly because I was just straight up not listening to Sarah. She asked a really straightforward question: Is all of this music diegetic because the boys are sitting there? watching this demo reel and the answer is yes i just was not hearing that i went around in circles and i cut a lot of that but i called her out a couple weeks ago so i'm calling myself out now yeah it's yeah and i i think i always think that's neat but yeah this is definitely one of those instances where yeah technically technically (laughs) technically sam and dean are hearing all these songs (laughs) so yeah I also like the idea that, yeah, that they are just, like, when did they invite them? Because it would have taken time for them to edit this shit. Like, how did they invite them back to watch it? Why? 
did they invite them back to watch it? I, and why did Sam and Dean just sit there and A, show up, and B, just sit there and quietly watch this thing? I 100% think that Sam and Dean just showed up because they knew there would be tapes. And oh. they were like, we gotta, we gotta destroy their footage. So, and then the ghost facers being who they are were like, do you want to watch it? We just finished cutting it. And they were like, yeah, sure, we'll sit through this. That makes more sense. Yep. Yep, I think you're right. Yeah, I think that's that's all I got. You got anything else? Any words of wisdom? Little tidbits that you want to leave us with? Drink water. What? <laughs> I don't know. You said any tidbits. All right. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to be helpful. I love you, Sarah. <laughs> You weren't specific. Was I supposed to be giving you tidbits about Supernatural? I mean, technically, it's our show, so it could literally be about anything. Go. So, yeah, there you go. Go hug someone. Oh, my God. All right. Um, I'm done. It's getting late. Um, but I don't have to be at work tomorrow, so fuck everything. I have to. I mean, I don't have to go anywhere, but I have to work tomorrow. All right. Thank you. Thank. I'm done. All right. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Uh, you can uh, email us at checkingthereview at gmail.com um, you can look at our Tumblr uh, SPN you're so stupid at Tumblr I'll put it in the description because it's weird um, and uh, remember to drink water yes so so says Sarah and be kind Oh, and be kind All right. Thanks. <laughs> say goodbye Sarah goodbye Sarah Thank you.